Good evening to those in social media. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday night message. We are glad to be with you. It's a blessing to come into your household, whatever your devices, just to bring the word of God to you. And this week, some churches, maybe your church been celebrating. We, as Christians, we call this Holy Week, where we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, some of you um, have been celebrating all week long, having different services. Uh, some of you are going to celebrate tomorrow. Um, some of you are going to hear this message tomorrow. But we're going to pause for my normal uh, series. We're talking about when I was talking about, I've been talking for a while about um, is Jesus worthy? But I want God give me this message for this week to celebrate. As Christians, we celebrate this week the resurrection, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I want to pause and bring this word to you tonight and bring us in remembrance of what Jesus has done for us. For me, for, um, as Christians, I think we should celebrate this. Every day we live, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But uh, our nation has picked this week to bring attention. As from the Christian point of view, we bring attention to what Jesus did for us on Calvary. But I want to pose a question tonight. We believe as Christians that Jesus, he died and he rose and deliver us from our sin. But I want to pose a question tonight that says, what if there was no resurrection? Have you ever thought about that? What if there was no resurrection? What if he didn't do this? What would be the consequences of that? What would you think about that? And I just want to speak on that. What if there was no resurrection? What if Jesus had never rose? So I want to start off with this. There are three things are necessary for people to experience the victorious life that Jesus provided. There's three things. Okay, it's necessary. The gospel has to be proclaimed. That's number one. Okay, we have to proclaim the gospel in order for you to experience this victorious life. Number two is... It has to be received by faith. You find that in Ephesians 2 and 8 and Hebrews 11 and 6. Okay. And believers have to continue to stand in the freedom Christ bought for them through faith. Okay. Those three things are necessary for people to experience the victorious life Jesus provided. Okay. All three have to happen. Two out of three would not do. You have to embrace all three things in order for you to experience this victorious life that Jesus provided for us through his shedding his blood. So I want to make three points tonight. Asking the question, if there was no resurrection, what would be the thing? What would be the consequences? Or what would people say if there was no resurrection? I want to make three points tonight. And my first point is that if there was no resurrection, preaching would be pointless. 
the preaching that your pastor do or that I'm doing or every every man and woman of God have called and anointed to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And even believers, you're called also, you may not be for the pulpit, but we're called to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preaching would be pointless. So if Jesus had not come out of the grave, what is the point of preaching and teaching? Okay, then encouragement we glean from pastors and those who share the word of God, we have no foundation. See, there will be no foundation. Preaching, all this getting together will be pointless. What they say will have no foundation, will have no meaning. So the hope that we share will be empty and it will be a lie. See, we, we, we will be preaching a lie. If Jesus has not been raised from the dead, if there was no resurrection, we would be preaching a lie. Okay, and the gospel itself is founded on Christ's victory over sin and death. Okay, that's where the victory is. And we just talked about how we experience this victory, where it is founded on Christ's victory over sin and death. Because he rose, there's a reason to share the good news. Okay, this is why, because he rose, this is why we can share the good news to people that Christ has risen and he has paid for their sins. And they no longer have to, to pay for the sin, but Jesus paid it for it. All they got to do is receive what he did on the cross by faith. So preaching would be pointless. We will be wasting our time, okay, preaching the gospel, telling people what Jesus did. If he had never resurrected, if he was never, never came out of the grave. So I'm going to be focusing tonight on First uh, Corinthians chapter 15 okay and i'm going to start uh at verse three. First corinthians chapter verse three and it talks about this it says here i'm reading from a new living trend it says i pass on to you what was most important and what has also been passed on to me this is paul talking to the church of corinth he said jesus died for our sin just as the scriptures have said he was buried he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures have said. So know what Paul said. He says, this is a, this was passed on to him. And he said, I'm going to pass it on to you. He says, Jesus died. Notice what he says, just as the scripture has said. The scriptures have said this. You're preaching this because this was what the scriptures said. Okay. It says that he was really real on the third day. Jesus was just what Jesus proclaimed before he died. And it came to pass. And he says, this is what the scripture says. So you have to believe in the scripture. So preaching would be pointless. Us preaching the scriptures would be pointless. It would be a waste of time. If Jesus had not rose from the grave. Okay. So preaching would be pointless. We'd be wasting our time all this week preaching Proclaiming you what good news? There will be no good news. There will be no good news that your sins are forgiven. There will be no good news that you have everlasting life. There will be no good news. Okay. You know, that you can receive everything Jesus paid for. There will be no good news. Okay. If he hadn't rose. It's in context. Paul, he, he was dealing with some of the Christians who were doubting the resurrection. If people yield to the unbelief that Christ wasn't physically raised from the dead, 
then that would void their faith. See, if you don't believe this, it will void your faith. Okay? Preaching would be pointless. It says, although, it says, then, the, uh, then that would be, that would void their faith, although they might have experienced the new birth, that would negate or nullify that experience through unbelief. So in other words, so it, it'll be a waste of time. There were people who were doubting that the resurrection, they were doubting these, these Christians and the Corinthian church were doubting and Paul had to let them know, hey, he goes on to say here in first uh, Corinthians chapter, same chapter, verse 14, he said that if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless. Okay, and our faith is useless. So he says, preaching is useless. He said, I'm wasting my time. He said, all I'm doing is preaching a lie. And we know that the lie, I'm going to read a little bit more of verse 3. I'm going to start at verse 4. And he says, and he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said, right there, and says, and he was seen by Peter and then by the 12. So there are eyewitnesses. Okay, and there's historical facts that because some people may be saying, well, you know what, well, I don't really believe in the Bible. You know, the Bible has been written by many men, you know, and I can't really believe it. Well, there's historical facts. You know, people who were, that's not in the Bible, people, there's historical facts that say that Jesus was the man, he did die. Okay, so, and then Jesus says here, he was seen by Peter. He was seen by the 12. It says six says, and after that, he was seen by more than 5,000 of his followers at one time. Most of them are still, at that time, still alive, though some are dead. This says here seven it said, then he was seen by James and later about all the apostles. Okay. And so, hey, he, he makes his, it says, there is um, evidence people saw him. So we can preach something. So we're not preaching a lot. And then psychology says that anybody who believes some a lie, they won't, they not be willing to die for it. And you know, these apostles and people died believing in what Jesus did. And they said that most people will not die for a lie, put their life on a lie. So we see here that hey, so it would preach and be a waste of time. So Paul shared this exact mess with the Corinthians and builds the church in Corinth on this same foundation. We see that this scriptural passage that there is no hope to be had in a dead Jesus. There's no hope. There's no hope to believe in a dead Jesus. Pointless preaching. What are we, if we're preaching in, uh, about a dead Jesus, there will be no hope. Other belief systems place of their hope in part on men who are now deceased. See, any other religion believe they got people who they esteem as apostles or prophets, but these people are dead. Okay. Other belief systems place the hope in a dead person. Okay. However, the difference in our faith is that we place our hope in a savior who is no longer dead, but has defeated death. That was the last enemy that Jesus defeated was death. He defeated hell and the grave. He defeated death and the grave.
he defeated that. So now that if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, yeah, in other words, you may die, but we we are living to live again. Okay. We just, as the Bible says that Christians, we just go to sleep. We just go to sleep. If, if I die tomorrow, I'm just going to sleep, but I'm going to wake up again. I'm living to live again because Jesus, he paid for that. He conquered the death and the grave. Okay. So the resurrection is what sets Christianity apart from every other belief system. See, this is what sets us apart. We believe in a risen Savior. Our hope is the only true, lasting, eternal one, precisely because he walked out of the grave. This is what makes us unique. This is what sets us apart from every other religion because we serve a risen Savior. Okay? He lives. No other religion claims that they need a Savior. We are the only ones, Christianity, it says we need a Savior because we couldn't do it ourselves. I need a Savior because I can't, I couldn't pay for my sins. You can't pay for your sins. Nobody can pay for their sins. You can't do enough good works to pay for your sins. You can keep all the, the you know, try to keep, and you know, because nobody can do it. Keep all the, the, the feasts that the Bible talking about in the Old Testament. That was the thing in the Old Testament. They were trying to keep all the laws, which was, I think it was 613 of them. They couldn't do it. And God knew that. He knew that. If you think that you are good enough to get to heaven, I want to say you're fooling yourself. You need a savior, a risen savior, a living savior. And his name is Jesus. That's why if there's no resurrection, preaching would be foolish. We'd be wasting our time. But Jesus is supreme because he's the only one who has conquered death. Hallelujah. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. That's what he did. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And because he did that, we can celebrate. We can be excited because our sins have been paid for, past and future. We don't no longer have to worry about death. We don't have to be afraid to die, knowing that where we're going to spend eternity. See, and a lot of religions may teach you that, you know, your good works will get you in. You, If you just have head knowledge and belief in God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your person, that he is the payment for your sins. So he's the one. He's the one that conquered death, hell, and the grave. If he had not done this, if there was no resurrection, we would be wasting our time believing in and following Jesus. You'd be wasting our time. But I come to tell you that we are not wasting time. Why? Because he did get up from the grave. And we serve as a, a living savior. So point number one, preaching would be pointless if there was no resurrection. Number two, faith would be foolish. What do you believe it in? It would be foolish to have faith in something that never really happened. So just like preaching would be meaningless without a resurrection, Jesus would also not be worthy of our trust if he had not risen from the dead. So how would you trust in somebody when you can't believe in what they say?
We know that even in the natural. You can't trust people if you can't take them at their word. They don't do what they say they're going to do. If they promise you something and they don't follow through with it, you, you, don't, you don't put your trust in people. So to believe in the saving power of God and the promises of God requires that we have evidence of his divine power. To be truly saved, Christians must embrace not only the death, but his miraculous resurrection. The resurrection wasn't only a return to life. It was the proof that humanity needed that Jesus is the son of God. So all these promises that God left, all this power, God, Jesus, he rose and said, all power in heaven is given to me. We couldn't believe that. Have faith. How could we have faith in it if he had never risen from the grave, risen from the dead? So all the promises that the Bible make to us. So, but we have to believe in this miraculous death. And I love what it says here. It says his resurrection proved to humanity that he is, that he was and is the son of God. Jesus proved that through his resurrection, that he was and is the son of God. Read, I'm going to read first uh, Corinthians 15 and 14 again. Listen to what it says. It says, and if Christ had not been raised, all our preaching is useless. And guess what? And it says, and your faith will be useless. Both of them will be useless if Jesus had not got up from the grave. Excuse me. So your faith would be foolish. Believing in something that never happened. Believing in something that didn't take place. What would we have faith in? You know, if we if he never rose, he just talked about it and just died. Have faith in what? What do we have faith in? But because he rose, we can put our faith and we can trust in what he said, and we can trust in what the word says. Because as Paul said earlier, the scriptures talked about him. There was prophecy long before Jesus ever did that, hey, that a woman would be born of a virgin. You come, he born to save the sin, to save people from their sins. The scriptures talk about that. So the one thing that proves the accuracy of the Bible the trustworthy of, of God and the secure hope that we have in Jesus is that he walked out of that grave. Okay. So we couldn't trust him if he hadn't done this. Otherwise the old Testament prophecy would be no other words. As I just said, the old Testament prophecies wouldn't be believable. We couldn't put our faith in what the old Testament prophecy believe. So they would be nullified. We would, would still be waiting for a savior to overcome sin and death. See, we would still be waiting for our sins to be forgiven. There would be still be an eternal future of suffering lying in wait for us because the gap between ourselves and God would remain unbridged. See, this is what Jesus did. Jesus, he bridged the gap between man and God because when Adam sinned, it put a wedge between us and God. Okay. And God sent Jesus to bridge that gap. 
Now we can go before the Father. We can go before him, as the Bible said, before that throne, and ask what we need. We can go before God. We can go before God and not be fearful, not be afraid, okay, and not feel ashamed. Why? Because Jesus paid for our sins. I don't have to go be ashamed to come to God. I can come to him boldly, as the Bible says, and tell him what I need. I can talk to him. I can have this intimate relationship with him because of what Jesus has done. Jesus has bridged that gap. See, sin was a barrier between us and God. And God came, I mean, Jesus came and took care of that barrier and removed that barrier so that we can now have this intimate relationship with the Father. He did that. And so that's why faith, so that's what we put our faith in. We put our faith in the finished work that you cried. We believe, we have faith that Jesus paid the price for it. He bridged that gap. So now we can come to the Father boldly and be confident to know that he loves us, that he receives us, okay? That he's not holding things against us. This is what he did. So that's what, why you put your faith in Jesus. See, people try to put their faith in their good works. I'm telling you, you can't do enough good works. Because the question you need to ask yourself tonight is, how, how much work do I have to do? How much is enough? How many good deeds do I have to do? How many times do I have to go to church? How often do I have to read my Bible? Those are questions you have to ask yourself in order to, to qualify to know, to have this assurance that I'm going to go to heaven, that I'm going to be with Jesus, that I'm going to see the Father. And the truth is, we don't know the answer to that question. But what we do know, what we put our faith in as believers, if you accept Jesus Christ tonight as your personal Savior, you put your faith that Jesus was enough. No, I'm not enough. You're not enough. We would never be enough. But Jesus was enough. And so what you need to do is put your faith in this risen Savior that he paid for everything. He took care of everything on our behalf. And that's why we are accepted of the Father. Instead, every single Old Testament prophecy came true. In Jesus' resurrection, we realize every long-awaited hope and prayer of the saints and the prophets, God's assurance to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the nation of Israel saw their fulfillment in the person of Jesus Christ. Abraham believed for this. Isaac, all these, they saw their fulfillment come to pass in the person of Jesus. Okay? They prophesied these things. And what made this possible wasn't only his death, but his resurrection. His resurrection. This is why him getting up was so important. Not just his death, but him getting up. Because him getting up fulfilled everything that the prophet said, the old scripture says. Everything came to fulfillment through what he did. So listen to what Romans 10 9. And I want, you know, I'm speaking to somebody. And I said, if you openly, 
declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. If you're not saved tonight, if you listen to me and you know what, you never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. This is what Romans 10 and 9 says. All you have to do is says, you know, Lord, I believe that you died for my sins, that you paid the price for every one of my sins. And I believe that you got up for me, that you rose on the third day and I receive you as my Savior. And you said that with me, you are saved. You are part of the family of God. But this is what you have to do in order to have everlasting life. Romans 10 9, it says, read again, if you openly declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's just that simple. And listen to what Romans 1 and 4 says. It says, and he has shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we see here that faith would be foolish. You wouldn't have anything to put your faith in. So number one is, if there was no resurrection, faith would be pointless. I mean, preaching, excuse me, would be pointless. Number two, faith would be foolish. Okay? Because we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be able to trust Jesus. So we couldn't put our faith in him if he hadn't rose. And number three tonight, the last point tonight, is that sin and death will have dominion over us. Now, let me understand what I mean by sin. It doesn't, when I say sin and death will have dominion, other words, when the Bible talks about sin, sometimes you have to say it's not talking about behavior. It's talking about sin nature. You was born with a sinful nature, every believer. Every person, excuse me, was born with a sinful nature. You was born separated from God. And you have to accept Jesus Christ per se in order to be delivered from that sinful nature. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But the third thing is sin and death will still have dominion over us. Just as the resurrection gives us a reason to preach and a foundation for faith, it also demonstrates Christ's power over sin and death. We see in, in Christ rising that God accepted his payment for sin and that he conquered death by being the first to escape his clutches. So Jesus conquered sin and death. God accepted his payment. Why? Because he was perfect. He was, we can't be perfect, but he was. And so he is the first words to conquer this and he is the first to escape death's clutches and because of the resurrection his righteousness is imputed to us thank god for that look at this at that that word impute means he put it on his credit card so when you impute some other words it's like credit okay so he and god uh gave us his righteousness, and he took our sin. His, his righteousness is imputed to us, and we are saved from the sting of death, free to live without fear of the future. So you don't have to be afraid of your future, what the future holds, because I put my faith in Jesus Christ. Okay? And sin and death no longer has no sting for us as believers. 
because Jesus conquered that. But he has imputed. I love that. He imputed. He he gave us his righteousness. You don't have to be perfect because Jesus was perfect. He gave us his righteousness. Okay. And so therefore he took away the sting of death. So as believers, we're not afraid of death. As believers, you shouldn't be afraid of death. One day we have to die, yes. But we don't have to be afraid to be quiet because we know we're going to live again. And most of all, we're going to be in the presence of the Father. And so in Jesus Christ, we're going to be with him. So we don't have to fear of our future. Why? Because, hey, Jesus has conquered sin and death. And it no longer has no dominion over us. Okay, dominion means it don't conquer us. You know, it has no power over us. Okay, sin does, because you accept your Christ, sin should control you. Why? Because Jesus gave you the power to conquer any sin in your life because you no longer have the sinful nature. Christ has come and live on the inside of you. And now, as you renew your mind, that's what you have to do. You'll be able to conquer those things in your life that's causing you to, to fall or to fail or that's holding you back. Jesus, I've given you the power to do that. I'm reading Romans here, Romans 4 and 24. It says, for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him. The one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. So listen to that. He, he assures us that God will count us as righteous. See, I can put my faith in that. Sin no longer has no dominion over me. The sin and death. Because why? He counts me righteous. And when you believe you're righteous, you're going to live righteous. So let, let's look first at his victory over sin. Look at this. Let's look at, at his victory over sin. I want you to listen to this. If there was no resurrection, there would be no savior. Okay, so no resurrection, no savior. If there's no savior, then there's no forgiveness of sin. Let me go back and read it. So if there, we talk about if there's no, if there's no resurrection, there will be no savior. Save you from what? Because we needed a savior to come and deliver us from our sins. And if there's no savior, there's no forgiveness of sin. You will still be in your sin. If, there, if there's no forgiveness, there's no justification. You wouldn't be justified, which means we just talked about. You wouldn't, you couldn't, there will be no reason to declare you right because you will still be in your sin. Because why? There'll be no justification. We're not right with God. And if there's no justification, there's no cleansing. You, you, you wouldn't be clean. You would still be dirty. You would still be filthy. This means that the penalty of sin is still on our shoulders. Destined us for death and hell. If there is no resurrection, we are sinners who have to face our sins, die, and go to hell. Think about that. If there's no resurrection, we would still be sinners. You will still be sinners in your sin. You got to face your sins. And one day you have to die. And guess what we will be? We will go to hell. 
because we would still be in our sins. Because there is a resurrection, though, how we have all the above and we are washed clean and we no longer have to fear death. I want to tell you now, you don't have to fear death if you believe that Jesus rose from the grave. So think about it. He says it. We, because he rose, we have all the above. Guess what? Because he rose, we have a savior, okay? And because we have a savior, we have forgiveness for our sins because he paid for our sins. And if our sins are forgiven, when we stand before God, we'll be justified. We'll be declared righteous because we took Jesus' righteousness when he paid it. He gave us his. And then because we justified, we're cleansed. We're we are saved from the penalty of our sins. We don't have to shoulder our sins anymore. Jesus paid for it. I grew up with songs that Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. It says sin had left a crimson stain. But it says, but he washed me white as snow. Jesus did that for us. There's another component um, to Christ's victory over death. Is that without the resurrection, we would never see our deceased families again. Some of you may have had loved ones that die in the Lord that believe this. Well, if Jesus hadn't, hadn't raised, you wouldn't see them. You would have no hope to see your deceased families again. There would be no hope of seeing those who have gone before us. Our purpose for living is reduced to trying to squeeze whatever meaningless pleasure we can out of these few years we have left. There'll be no hope. That's why the Bible says, that's why I'm that we don't grieve like those who are not saved. Okay? We don't grieve the same way that the unbelievers do. Why? Because we have a hope that those who die in the Lord we're going to see them again, face to face. My father has passed away. I have a sister that's passed away. Guess what? That's why I have hope. I'm going to see them again one day because they believe that Jesus rose for them. They accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and they've gone on to be with the Lord. And guess what? One day I'm going to be with them all, to see them again. We have that hope. Because Jesus has what? Conquered sin and death. They have no more dominion over us. We don't have to worry about that. I want to read 1 Corinthians 15, 17, 18. And if Christ um, has not been raised, it says, then our faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. So if Christ had not conquered the grave, if there was no resurrection, okay, everybody who died in Christ are still lost. Okay, we will still be guilty of our sin. Faith will be useless. We will still be guilty of our sin. You and I will still be guilty. You know what I'm saying? And you haven't accepted Christ, guess what? 
you are guilty of your sins. But the moment you accept Jesus Christ, otherwise, he takes away the guilt. He takes away the shame. You don't no longer have to dwell on what you did in the past, what you're doing now, or what you're going to do in the future. Because once Jesus comes into your heart, you ain't going to want to do that stuff no more. You're not going to want to do it anymore. But because we, he conquered sin and death when he rose from the grave. 1 Corinthians uh, 15 and 20 says, it says, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who die. See, one day when we, we die, we're we going to be part of the harvest. Everybody who died in the Lord is part of that harvest. But Jesus was the first. He is the first. And when we accept Jesus Christ, we become part of that harvest. You know, it says, it says he is the first of the great harvest of all who have died. Those who have died believing that Jesus rose from the grave. A part of that harvest. And you and I, you, if you haven't said, you can be a part of that harvest. But these are the consequences if there was no resurrection. However, we know that this is not God's plan. Because Christ's victory, because of Christ's victory, we are guaranteed to see our loved ones who have trusted in Christ. We are guaranteed a reunion in a perfect eternity where every weakness and imperfection are washed away. So we have that hope that I'm going to see my loved one, that I'm going to be reunited with them in perfect, it says, in a make a reunion in a perfect eternity. Perfect eternity. Because what Jesus, because he rose. So these are the three main things. I'm so glad that he rose for us, that he paid the price for us. But Jesus did get up. And because he got up, we have everlasting life. We can trust. And so now that's why and me and you, those who are saved, we can proclaim the good news. We can preach the gospel with boldness and with confidence because what we serve a risen savior. We can have faith in what the Bible says because we have a risen savior and we don't have to fear sin and death because Jesus has risen from the grave. Sin has no more domain over us. That's what Romans six chapter says. Has no more power over, has no more dominion over us because what Jesus has done for us. So as I said, if you're not saved, just ask him to come into your heart right now. Say, Jesus, I receive you as my Savior. I believe that you died, you were buried, and that you rose for me. And that my sins are forgiven. And I receive you as my Savior. You prayed that prayer. I pray that you receive that. You are born again believer. You are part of the family of God. And I pray that you will reach out to us at this ministry, Grace and Faith Fellowship. Reach out, out to us. We have our information online. You can go to Facebook to get it. Um, anyway, you can go to YouTube and get it also. 
and reach out to us and let us know that you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Uh, we, I encourage you to get into a Bible-believing church where they teach you the Word of God. We will be glad to have you to be a part of our ministry. If you like, once again, you can reach out. Our phone number's up there. You can reach out. To we have an app that you can um, download on your phone. And if you want prayer or everything, reach out to us and let us know that you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And we thank God for you listening. And if you know anybody, once again, I always say, share this message with someone who needs to hear this, to know that Jesus has risen from the grave and he died for them and he rose for them so they can have everlasting life. Once again, we'll see you again on next week. I will continue um, my series on um, talking about Jesus, that, hey, is he enough? If there are, so we'll continue on that. I love you. May God bless you. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.